Hello. Oh, hello, Marilyn. How are you doing today? I'm fine, Dan. How are you? I'm pretty good. Good morning. Good morning. Mm, Here we are. And we didn't have time to uh, record on the the first like we usually do because it wasn't our day, but rabbit, rabbit. Oh, rabbit, rabbit to you as well. Thank you. Did you you remember? I did. You know what? I actually didn't. Don't lie. No. No, I did. Did Did you you not? Oh, well, you know... Okay, I didn't, I'm not trying to hijack your story. Come back to me. I have a very loose, <laughs> loose, loose? Uh, my standards loose <laughs> for rabbit, rabbit, or bunny rabbit. Tell me about yours. This would be, no, let's go back. Let's go way back. September, uh, September 1st. Yeah. Uh, the year of your Lord, uh, 2021. I remembered. That's all. I mean, I, I somehow I remembered. You. Yeah. Which, at what point did you remember and say aloud, rabbit, rabbit, at what point? My understanding is that it has to be the first thing that you do. It has you have to start with that. That you can't you can't do it later in the day. If you miss it, if you miss this it, is, you miss this it. This is a really good topic that we've probably had three times, but we should talk about. This. Okay, let's hit it because I think it gets to something. Mm. Dan, Dan, I'm uh, I'm I'm betwixt and between. I've got I've got I'm gathering string. You know, uh, you know, uh, sharpening stones. You know, to increase my business acumen. Okay. I got a lot going on here that is not done cooking, and I don't have time to buy extra ovens. Mm. So all I got to do is stack. Also, my wife had surgery. There's oh. a lot going on here. She she's an athlete, and uh, she had to uh, she had her knee operated on. And her knee's not allowed to do anything very interesting for a while. Okay, how's she feeling otherwise? I have to say she's a champ. Um, yeah. If I had a thing that would not let my knee bend on my knee, well, first of all, let's get some things out of the way. I don't move a lot. I don't need to move a lot. I'm like Polly. You're like, I was just going to say, you, you, when you move, you move slow, you know? You don't move. That's because yeah. you don't have to move for anybody. And, and uh, as I told John Syracuse, when I'm cutting up my frozen garlic that I've thawed, I always use a razor blade. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> you, know, you can just buy frozen garlic. You don't need to cut it up. I Yeah, I didn't know that. Um, lot going on. She's doing, uh, I mean, like, what can I say? She's freaking amazing. So mm-hmm. let's see. Was it last? So we did record last week. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, so she had s- surgery on Thursday. She right. lifted in by herself at like 6 a.m. so that I could lift the kid to school. The thing is, like, you're not waking up at 6 a.m. Come on. Like, well, no. Let's be realistic. Not, I, I sleep later than I'd like, and that's something I'm ashamed about. <laughs> but go ahead and put a pin in that, too. Yeah, what, okay. what do we get pins in at this point? What do we got? I don't know. I thought, hang on. I, okay, sorry. Let's, we can cut this out. Uh, what the hell are you doing over there? <laughs> Just, I'm getting a soda, man. What do ever, you do? Ever since at least the second episode. <laughs> glad you're, glad you're taking time to enjoy, enjoy your little break there mm-hmm, mm-hmm. while I'm working. Yeah, it's good stuff. Good stuff. Uh huh. And uh, you know, so we got pins. Oh boy, we're deep in the stack. We're. we're I, I'm. I think I might be pinned under a pile of open uh, left parentheses. Oh god. <laughs> I can't close my parens. Yeah. Uh, also have a small splinter in my toe. In your toe? How'd you get that? I don't know. If I knew, I wouldn't have it. I don't seek these things. Okay. You know? I want to longer sit back and allow. Uh-huh. Communist invasion, <laughs> communist indoctrination, uh-huh. and the communist conspiracy to sap and impurify all of our precious bodily fluids. Oh, have you been watching that again? Mandrake, have you ever wondered why I only drink grain alcohol and rainwater? 
I was there, Jack, feeding you, feeding you. Anyway, uh, pretty deep. Oh, I oh no, I just got hit by another open parenthesis. Oh no, Dan. Yeah. God, where's my? It is your job, your occupation, your mission mm. to put pins in things for me, to do right. diary things. All right. I'll, I'll, so, that, so that I can fully participate in the warm but rapidly cooling bathwater of my own discursive style. All right. Tell me again what I'm putting in a here, pin Dan. in. Put a pin in it. What am I putting a pin in? Uh, I've got a notepad. Know. I'm ready to go. We should go back. We should go back. Roll back the show. Wait, i got to save my test paper. My test paper doesn't save. If I could roll it back and... Whoa, you just sent... That's some what funky... What do? That's some noises. I did not mean to send you anything. Well, All I was what doing is it? was Is take... it porn? Is it nudes? Are you sending know, me nudes? Good. Let me look. I don't think it's a nude. It looks like pictures of me and you. Let's see. All I did, all I did was hit. Let's see if I do it again. If I hit save, <laughs> yeah, Commando. Holy crap, Dan! What are you doing over there? <laughs> How long have you been using a Macintosh computer? Have you have you used a Macintosh computer well, at least five, six, seven years? Uh, what happens when you hit Cloverleaf S? What happens when you hit Command Save? S? That's save. That saves yeah, something. Yeah, or or it sends two photos to your friend. <laughs> but they're photos of our avatars. Of us, me and you. In Dan, Dan, go to Skype and hit Command S and see what happens, please. All right, over here. I'm I was I wasn't clicking. focal. Is my problem. All right, so I'm I'm in Skype. You're clicking. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, That's okay. weird. All right. I guess I'm going to go look. I'm going to go click on. I'm going to save my task paper document because it doesn't save automatically. Mm-mm. I go over to Skype. I'm clicking. I'm clicking on file. Mm-hmm. There's nothing under file. Mm-mm. Under, let's see what command. Uh, let's see. Com, where is command S? Am I losing my goddamn mind, Dan? Do you see command S anywhere? No. In no. Hi, I'm Robert Microsoft, and I have an idea for changing how we do things in the enterprise. From now on, when you use our extremely bad chat app, you'll send a purple photo when you save. Mm-hmm. What are you saving? Tune in later. Bringing blockchain to the enterprise. Okay. That's cool. Playing with the new Guardian Mac app. Things to put a pin in, Dan. My goodness. Well, we've got my wife's knee. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot going on, bits and pieces. I got two things about bands. That, oh, this relevant. And you were got used to. We started talking about. Oh gosh, there's something at the top, Dan. Roll it back. What were we talking about at the top? And I said that's actually a good topic. It's you, you, you were talking about something, and I said that's Why actually a good topic. Nothing was good. Nothing I said was. Dan, good. I will. My hand to God, I will go and I will open up the record. I will start two. Do new it. Recordings. Open it. Open it. Then you're defying me. I might just keep sending you purple photos all day with a gradient. Hmm. Um, you were. It wasn't. It wasn't rabbit, a rabbit, topic. Rabbit, rabbit, rabbit. Dan, could you please put a pin in rabbit, rabbit? Yes. And now I'm going to remove that pin and say, "Here's the interesting thing about rabbit, rabbit." Okay. And once again, um, once again, credit where due to friend of the show Heather Champ, who's the first person I ever yes. knew. I thought she invented friend. this. I bet it's from Canada because oh. she's from Canada. Yeah. Like, uh, you know. Like Joni Mitchell and Molson mm-hmm. and Sloan. Mm. Nico Case had to cancel her whole tour with Carl Newman. Really? One person in there, one person, one person. Nico Case, who, who uh, I think it's so fun that they do stuff together. Because, you know, Nico Case is the lady who sings in New Pornographers, the band of Carl Newman, also known as AC Newman. AC Newman used to be in Zumpano, and uh, now he's in the New Pornographers and his own band, AC Newman. But he was opening for Nico Case, and on like one of the first dates of their tour, 
somebody, I think not even in the band, everybody's vaccinated, but somebody got a breakthrough. So they canceled the entire effing tour. Mm. Doesn't that suck? Yeah, it's a bummer. Did you ever listen to New Pornographers? No, I, don't, I think Probably I've, not heard, your thing. I've heard of maybe a song their first, or two. Their first, I mean, like they're, all their albums are terrific. The first album sounds like a person losing his mind because it's got a lot of what uh, now, I'm no Adam Neely, but there's a lot of songs that are sort of reminiscent of like a Tarantella. Like think of the song oh, yeah. that uh, that uh, uh, Frankie Five Angels, the Frankie Five Angels wants him to play uh, in Godfather 2 and then they play Pop Goes the Weasel. Yeah. But they're in Vegas. What do you expect? Yeah. Salvation, hold on, Centro. Or like a little bit of Brian Wilson. You think a little bit of like, bump, 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 buddies, cows, girls. But you play that fast on an organ. In the It's not funny, Dan. You play that fast on an organ in the early 2000s. It sounds like you're losing goddamn mind with the Tarantella. Yeah. Here's the thing Heather Champ, and it was, I believe it was harumph.com. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Beautiful, beautiful. Before before a, a bunch of you know thirty five year old dinglings hijacked the word minimalist, she had a beautiful, simple, always classy site. She switch mm-hmm. up the look, all handmade, gorgeous, probably Verdana. Yeah, but that was a long time ago. Gruber. Um. Anyways, uh, I yeah, no one at would this point, no one I'd, would use that font today. N- not even the rain. No. I know. Why don't you just? <laughs> why don't we all just do Georgia and leave it alone? Okay, I got Georgia on my mind. But what I'm thinking is she started that, and on the first of every month, she would always say, I can't remember if she said rabbit, rabbit, or bunny rabbit, because I think no, she rabbit, might have been rabbit. a bunny rabbit. No, no, no. I, well, I don't know how I became a rabbit, rabbit person, because I'm not, knock on wood, I'm not a particularly superstitious person. And so I, uh, but I started doing it. Now, my yeah. understanding of the, the rules of bunny rabbit, right, that goes back to Aristotle in, in uh, the ethics. Mm-hmm. And I think the, the rule of bunny rabbit is, the, bi- the most basic rule of bunny rabbit is, and I don't know how you, do you get there. do not talk about bunny rabbit. You do not. And rule number two is Ikea starts to own you, man. Right. You ever think about it, man? Soap. <laughs> Meatloaf's boobs, the man. Things, the things you own. That's exactly right. Own. I like seven better. I think seven's very good. Um, and so anyways, my understanding of rabbit rabbit is this, and it's the thing you choose. Now here's where it gets interesting, Dan. We, this is a small, put an extremely small pin in this. This is where it gets interesting is, uh, I think you do kind of make your own rule, but what, whatever the rule is, you have to keep your rule. So the basic rule I know of rabbit rabbit, or as, as you say, bunny rabbit is uh-huh. the first thing, the uh, first words that you choose to have come out of your mouth. The first thing you say on the first of the month has to be bunny rabbit. Right. Or rabbit, rabbit. Right. That's the most basic That's the rule. Now, okay, now remove that tiny pin and partially remove the very large pin. Because <laughs> here's what I think is neat about that. It, first of all, it doesn't matter whether you say rabbit, rabbit, because it's a superstition and it's just fun. But fun is what life is for on some level. I mean, I mean, don't you know, treat your body like an amusement park, but uh, all credit to Estelle Costanza. But what you want to do is, is find opportunities for fun. But also the neat thing in life is that whether you like it or not, you can choose in many cases which rules that you will follow, which rules you will follow to the letter. And one thing I think is neat as a human being is that you, even for something as simple as rabbit rabbit – just follow your own rule. So I have a slightly sliding scale. And here's my rules. First of all, if I am awake at midnight, I can say rabbit. Oh, you rabbit, say it then. That's when you say it. 
But it doesn't stop there. If I wake up in the middle of the night sometimes, I'm not crazy, you're crazy. Sometimes in the middle of the night I wake up, I go micturate like a man does. And I might say rabbit, rabbit. And mm-hmm. still, 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 the first words out of my mouth when I awaken after sleeping and micturating alternately through the eve, I, uh, I'll say rabbit, rabbit. But because like, like my scale is sliding and I'm okay with that. Sure. What I'm saying, Dan, is in life, you get to make your own rules for a lot of stuff. And all that matters is whether you follow your own rules. Does that make me sound like a maverick? Possibly. <laughs> Do you care? No. Do I care? I invented sarcasm. I think that's interesting. Anyway, you can say rabbit rabbit if you want. All I'm saying is in life, in life, and, and why does that matter, Dan? We'll remove the final pin. Uh, if you put something on your calendar and don't do it, you just broke your own rule. Unless, unless you don't care. Unless your rule is to break things. You're saying, you're saying if, you're, if, you, you, if you're good at what you do, you should always get paid for it, like the Joker says. And that includes anarchism? Sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's what I was thinking. Like Fiverr. It would be like a Fiverr or a Task Rabbit. Yeah. For a disloyalty. Huh. I got some follow-up. I'm very uh, fortunate and happy to say, and my hand to God, if these fall down in the middle of recording, I'm going to lose my goddamn mind. Oh, the, my, the, uh, my, the things? My scotch. Scott's We had some good scotch. feedback. Some people sent in some oh, suggestions. Really? Oh, and... my God. I can't wait to hear. Okay, well, I'll, I'll, I, 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 as you know, I don't have email. But um, so far, the scotch 30-pound uh, extreme mounting tape Knock on rabbits seems to be holding. The sky trenches are holding. Oh, so I'm very happy about that. Um, Dan, follow up. What have you heard from our listeners about adhesion? Yeah, there was a couple people that wrote in. Hold on, I'm, I'm clicking. I'm launching the Dan mail is, app. Uh, just so you know, Dan is Dan is clicking. And what I'm are these things here. called? Ne- neon? Is that what they're called? Yeah, they're called neon. neon. Just, just Google neon. It's called nano leafs. Nano leafs. <laughs> Sounds terrible. Okay, I have you can to get them from your search. Apple store and they'll bring it to your house sometimes. That's I'm going to search for this email uh, because I know there was one and I don't know where, you know, it's gone. I'm curious to hear because I don't think my walls are wet. I like to have fun with it. I follow my own rules unless I don't. And that's because I'm a maverick. That's why you admire me. I'm, I'm a regular, uh, what do they call it? Not a night rider. <laughs> I'm a, uh, I'm a, what, what, who's the guy? Who's Captain America on the motorcycle? What's his name? Bucky. Holy rider? Bucky. Bucky, Bucky Barnes. Oh, you're talking about Ghost Rider. I don't know. Oh, you're talking about Nicolas Cage. I think you're thinking of Nicolas Cage. Yeah. He's, he's the one in uh, what's called Raising Arizona. I can't. You know what? I can't, I can't find it. I don't think I'm going to be able to She got you on a pretty short leash, don't she, H.I.? I can't find it. So that's fine. Anyway, some him. people wrote in. He'll breastfeed him. He'll hate you for life. And, and they said, here's some things that you could do. And uh, yeah, do those. Wrap, wrap a hot towel around your head. Get a bowl of soup. Yeah. <clears throat> I should probably get some pins over here. You know, when you watch that movie now, do you still associate first Bueller? Do you still associate okay. more with Ferris, or do you associate with the dad now? Be honest with with Ed. Yeah, no, not with Ed. With, with the, dad. With the dad. Oh, with dad. With the dad. Oh, who do I? You know, that's that's another. You should put put several pins in that. That's got a lot of lessons in it. Yeah, because I think when I saw it in eighty six, eighty seven, whenever I saw it, I, did, I thought it was a revelation. The fourth wall stuff. Oh, oh yeah, my god, so, so fun! Good. The on screen, that whole thing with like bulleted lists on screen. Uh huh. That, that, that used to be a thing. Yeah, genius. And yeah, he's no great. one had ever and, done um, that. No one was doing that. Who would think of that? You know, trophy, trophy to fool your dad. Uh, I think, of course, I aspired 
to be Ferris. I wanted to dress like Ferris. Yeah. I wanted to look like Ferris. I wanted to like. Yeah, I wanted to have Cameron of, as a friend. You wanted to date Sloan. Let my Let's Cameron go. And as you know, Domino is my spirit uh, branded character. I want to be able to run between the raindrops in life, Dan. I would sure. love to feel like luck is on my side. I'm a long shot. Mm-hmm. Well, what's, what's his name? What's his name? What's that guy? The, ter- the terrible family in the X Men. What are they called? The, the, the Cannonballs? What's the name of that family? The Guthrie's? Guthrie's? Is Guthrie their name? You know what I'm talking about? No. Long shot? Let's see. Marvel Domino. Now, remember, this is the... I see, I, at some point, I've got to stop making fun of, of poor... Uh, of poor um, uh, Who's that artist? Uh, you know who I mean? That one guy? The guy with the pockets? No, no. Yeah, the pou- pouches. Um, pouches, pockets, yeah. That's uh, the guy who left for Image. Rob Liefeld. I've got to stop making fun of that guy. It's not nice. But, you know, the picture of Domino in the bathtub where she has frog legs, it's not, I don't love it. <laughs> Which one is that? that? Which one is that? Oh, Jesus. You got to send Just it. Just go, you should treat yourself. No, Dan, we've done this 90 times. I love so it, but every out- time it gets better every time. So go to Google, search for R-O-B space L-I-E-F-E-L-D, and then click on images. Oh, Captain America. Are you okay, my, my, my dude? Are you okay? Oh, dear me. Okay. But this is the thing. Let me, let me Google Domino. Okay, but which one? Uh, bathtub? Do I add bathtub to that oh, search? Oh, 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 there's one out there that was in, like, I don't know, one of the shovel blogs, you know, Comic Boy or Vice Man. And, and it's oh, like the, I the, see the, worst, it now. <laughs> the best of the worst. And there's never any foreshortening, and he hates drawing feet. Okay. Yes, I remember the feet thing. In addition to her exceptional marksmanship and hand-to-hand skills, Domino, so what I wanted to do is still credit him with creating at least three... Of the great X-Men characters. Like on like he created these characters, which doesn't get to happen much at our Marvel anymore. Right. He created Cable, he created Deadpool, and he created Domino. The original Deadpool's really something. In addition to her exceptional marksmanship and hand-to-hand skills, Domino possesses mutant probability-altering powers. Similar to those of the mutant longshot. Now is that a Guthrie? I think it's a Guthrie, isn't it? Is it Sam Guthrie? He's a Guthrie, isn't he? Which Guthrie is he? I don't know. He's a uh, he's a fictional character. I don't think he has a name. Okay. Uh, oh, Art Adams. Um, she often uses her skills as a mercenary, um, but has also been the partner, confidant, and love interest love interest of the superhero Cable. Uh, so uh, probability altering. If you enter into a situation feeling like it's probably going to go okay, which is uh, something that we all have in us, you get very different results. In this so you're world, saying you're almost in a almost in an Einstein kind of observable reality way. What you, what I'm hearing you saying is the cat's fine. The cat's fine, and it's also not <laughs> fine at the same time until right. you observe it, and then this it's, is this is the way this is the way they tried to fool fool Jared in Silicon Valley. It's not going to work on me. Title: The cat's fine. Cat is fine. Uh, but you know that is a funny thing. When, but like you know, I I, I think one of the, all of us with our different maladies in life and all of our different, um, you know, low level mental emotional disabilities. Yeah. Um, we, I think something that I suspect is part and parcel of all of those is having some ungodly combination of extreme awareness of certain aspects of how you are. Combined with other aspects of, oh man, I've never really realized how I am. 
And so like you could go, wow, I sure I'm sad a lot or like I'm pretty bummed out. But like you, you may not realize that what, what, what we are each yoked with, what we each have on our shoulders, what we carry around. You've talked about this. I've talked about this. And I think one of the things I had that I was not completely aware of, even though it was at the center of a lot of my behavior, yeah. was this certain kind of timidity about proceeding with things. Remember the thing I told you about how um, I had a breakthrough last year? I'm thinking about my wife and me, how she's all about trees and all about forest. Did I oh, say that? That's yeah, you, you that, did right? tell. Yeah, I don't, yeah. We, I'm, she's, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of, but it's like in that categorization paradigm, like I'm the person who's always wanting to step back and find context and think about the trees and the space between them. And in all the time that I've been thinking and saying that, she's already done the thing that needs to be done. And then, you know, one time out of 40, it will all be extremely grateful that I'm thinking about the trees. Because when you're somebody who, uh, that I'm rather, pardon me, thinking about the forest. Because when you're somebody who thinks about the trees, in my opinion, here's the other distinction. It's not just about that level of detail. It's also about a, a, a driving interest in the future versus an unintentional fixation on the past. Was what I realized because like we each have our funny things. One of my funny things is like uh, because I'm obsessed about the trees rather than the, or the forest rather than the trees. Yeah. Like I'm sort of like timid about things, which I think leaves me somewhat moored in the past. Like oh, this thing went wrong before. Blah blah blah. Oh, so I'm you're worried. you're retracing your steps. You're thinking last time I did this. This time I should do this. Maybe, but I can I contrast that with what I perceive to be the way that my wife approaches things, which is to a fault. She's kind of always thinking about, like, what's the next thing? Uh-huh. So, for example, uh, we'll jump in, you know, media res here. She's gone to the store. She's picked up, a, you know, a loaf of bread, stick of butter. <laughs> and um, yep. and she, she, she doesn't do this as much anymore, but this has happened in the past. And so you're given a small bag. You pay 25 cents for your small bag, and you put your stuff in it. In the past, it has not been at all unusual for her to put into that bag her wallet or just driver's license, Oh, the change, as in dollars and cents for paying for something, Yeah, possibly her credit card, and often her keys. She throws that into the bag. No, 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 no. With the, oh, Dan. No, no. Because she's all about the trees. And in my opinion, my life is, is so often like, and so one reason she's such an effective human being is she's like, okay, next thing, next thing. And her next thing might be, I need to just get up these two sets of stairs. Don't be creepy. I need to come up here. I need to get this stuff in the fridge. I need to do this stuff. But guess what happens a little while later? Have you seen my keys? Uh-huh. I think I lost my driver's license. Uh-huh. I have not lost my driver's license in a very, 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 very long time because I am incredibly tightly wound about this. Right. So my stuff goes in the dish. Like, this is my daddy's holy area title. Daddy's holy area where we put things like daddy's wallet. Daddy puts his wallet, the keys, stop calling yourself daddy. Okay, we'll do. You put your whatever, whatever your daily carry stuff is, that goes in the bowl and nowhere else. I follow the Syracuse doctrine to the best of my ability. Your AirPods can only be in two places, either in your ears or in the case. They never go anywhere else. And if you've ever lost an AirPod, it's because you were not following that. The past has made me timid and cautious about things all the way down to like, <laughs> I would never in a million years put $22.37 into a bag no. that is probably going to get thrown away. No. Now, would, that never. works out fine most of the time. It's just that I would never do that 
which I think is good, but I also admire and envy her clarity about moving forward with stuff without being incredibly hung up on everything. She's the real domino. Well, I like that. You know what I'm saying? I, well, I do now. Well, I mean, I think it's worth thinking about. Yeah. Anyway, I, I'm not trying to be sort of dramatic about this, but, you know, I do think that's, that's my, that's my hangup. That's one of my weirdnesses, one of my timidities, but it's, I think it's difficult perhaps even in the presence of some kind of therapy type person to, uh, I don't know, to get, to get hung up on these things. So, you know, follow your own rules, build your own rabbit, you know, um, uh, paddle your own canoe and, and be the domino you want to see in the change is my suggestion. There's a lot, there's a lot to unpack there. I think there's a lot to unpack there. I also want to talk about this Lulu Miller, Lulu Miller, Tom Brokaw for Lulu Miller. I want to talk about this Lulu Miller, um, interview I heard that's kind of related to that. I'm going to put a pin in that myself. Um, Dan, let's get to the middle part of the show. Hello, uh, Dan, where would people find show notes for episode 545 of your Back to Work program? Oh, they can go to backtowork.limo slash 545. And you can also find information there about our sponsor this week, because uh, Dan, I, I think there's something that you like. Oh, do you want to hear about Squarespace? Every chance I get, every time I have to do, I have to do an advertisement for Squarespace the minute I hang up the phone with you for the Roderick on the Line podcast. That is spoiler alert, hosted at Squarespace. Back to you, Dan. Very nice, Squarespace. There's so much you can do with Squarespace. The so essence of it do? is, it's gonna make it's gonna make you a website. You don't have to hire a college kid to do it. You don't have to hire a razor fish to do it. You can do it <laughs> yourself. What, what was the frog company? What were they called? Oh, Frog Design. Frog Design? Yeah, Frog Design. I went to an NPR thing there once and it was really, really odd. It was odd. It was it was like some it was like being in a play about watching somebody watch a play. It was very odd. It was very meta. So is Squarespace, what if I have an idea and I want to manifest in the world and I haven't read the secret? What if I have an idea, a cool idea? What if I have something I want to promote, products I want to sell? Is that anything that Squarespace could help me with? Beautiful. Squarespace can absolutely do that. All those things? Are you sure? All of them. And more. Huh. And is it prohibitively more. expensive and difficult to use? No. That's the amazing thing is mm. it's it's really easy to use and it's really my, my, affordable. Okay, fine. Part of my problem is that in the past, somebody said to me, if you want to have your new home on the web, build it beautiful, right? But <clears throat> you're going to need a domain name. Now, my problem is I went out and I bought a domain name, but I found out later on too late it was not a unique domain name. Is there any is there any way once I get a home on the web at Squarespace building it beautifully? Is there a way I can grab a un, a unique domain name that no one else has right now? Yes, they let you do it too. They let you do everything now. You get your domains. They got two hundred extensions. They got the analytics. They got the built in SEO. They got <clears throat> everything. You don't need to patch stuff. You don't need to upgrade stuff. You don't need to worry about it. You need help. They've got a they've got a person that's there right now. I don't care. Listen, I don't care yeah. when you're listening to this. No. There is a person or people right now waiting to help you. No matter when. Are you listening to it at one in the morning? Listening to it at, at noon? You're listening yeah, to you're, it at you're six a.m.? You're implying that this is available all day. That's what I'm saying. Hmm. Okay. 
Hmm, all right. And I say you, so. I mean, it's, it seems like something you're kind of making up on the spot. This crazy Squarespace idea of having a home on the web and people who help you and newsletters and SEO and looking good on every device or dingus. Well, you know, you telling me that with a few clicks, drags, uh, you know, and uh, and Bob's your uncle. You're saying I can build a beautiful, and and that's all just with Squarespace. That's it. If you can think it or dream it, you can make it with Squarespace. You can start your own business. You can make it stand out. If you will it, it is no it dream. Is no dream. That's true. That's and, no um, fair. Have you also heard that a dream is just a great idea that doesn't have a website yet? I had not heard that. I thought a dream was just the friends you haven't made along the way yet. <laughs> so squarespace.com slash it's your show. That's the place My to go. Uh, just going to that URL supports the show. So even if you're not in a position yet where you're like, I'm ready to launch this thing, just go there and check it out. Squarespace.com slash it's your show. If you listen to this show, you owe it, I think, to Merlin to do that. Mm-hmm. And then when you are ready to get the I don't want to say thing, that myself. It sounds really big-headed when I say that. You people owe me. Yeah, you're owed. Okay. You need your company. Go, go, go to, you go to squarespace.com slash it's your show because it's my show. And then when you're there, you're going to get a free trial. When you're ready to launch, you can get the, here's the cool thing. You can get the free trial and you can like monkey around with your website as long as you want. And when you're finally ready to launch it, you're going to put in the offer code. It's your show. One word. I-T-S-Y-O-U-R show. It's your show. And you'll get 10% off your first purchase of a website. Oh, did you just go there for the domains? Yeah, you get mm-hmm. 10% off your domain instead. It's no big it deal. You, pro- you, you promised me, Dan Benjamin, you owe me. It, I do. You owe me an apology. It, I do. Can you promise me that domain name will be unique and have, have extensions? Yeah. It's you good. promised me that? Yes, I do. All right. Okay. So go to squarespace.com slash it's your show and it's your show is a promo code 10% off there, there, your first purchase of a website or domain. Thanks very much. Squarespace made show possible Merlin man and ding. Showed my son the Bok Bok uh, video. Oh, and the little fly flap the wings a little. We were bit. watching. I don't like it. the kid with the black eye. That always upsets me. Yeah, you I think shouldn't be walking. That's abuse, child abuse. Well, it's sibling abuse. Yeah, know. but he's still a child. <clears throat> well, yeah, he looks, but what a parent he's does depressed if they have the reasons. It. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, Squarespace. Thanks. Yeah, get rid of all the gophers. <laughs> Show my kids some of that because, of course, we're watching Community, as I mentioned, mm. and. I was trying to explain this to her, and, and I, I think I did, as usual, a terrible job with this. But I was like, I want to give you like a, f- a frame for a thing that was, that's probably a st- little strange for you eventually and very strange for me, mm. which is that when I watch Chevy Chase on Community, and he's really, he's still very funny, and he obviously is difficult to work with, but he's, um, he makes hilarious faces. He's very, very like white-haired and obviously a guy in his 70s. And I said, the funny part of that is, like, you're probably you're probably slightly more aware of Chevy Chase than you realize, even though you've never seen any of his movies. But I was like, you know, when I look at Chevy, like ninety, let's let's make it easy. Ninety percent of my sense of Chevy Chase is not the Chevy Chase from Community. It's Caddyshack. It's Fletch. It's I SNL. have I, I've never watched Community, and it's, yeah, yeah, it's funny because a lot of the people, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of the people who are, I'll say, like millennial age. Uh huh. Um, have limited exposure to the Chevy Chase that we this, have this exposure. Is, this is to. our concern, dude. I think it's a 90-10 flip. I think it, it is. Ish. I mean, it, it, yeah. So like when show, so that's why I showed her 
She's seen more Caddyshack. You know, she's such a dumb kid. She's always looking at her phone and goes, like, what are you seeing this? I was like, yeah, but you haven't actually watched it. You've had parts of this on in the background, but you, right. if you don't watch what's happening in the movie, then it's not a movie. You're just, you're, she keeps playing this, this, this weird like Minecraft with Japanese girls game. It's really cool. It's kind of like Breath of the Wild with the Harajuku girls. I don't really understand it. She's got lots of good characters and swords. But still, that's a lot of her time now. Mm-hmm. But I said, I 90% think of the Chevy Chase up to like, what, the mid 80s? Late 80s? And like, then there's this sliver, let's call it 10%, that I now associate with watching something like four seasons of, uh, we're into our, into the fifth, um, of, uh, of Community. And I said, I bet it's exactly flipped. So that's why I popped up Caddyshack. I went to be the ball, Danny. Do you take drugs? Mm-hmm. That, you know, mm-hmm. working at the lumber yard. That, I showed her that scene. I was like, and I was like making her look at it. Mm-hmm. I did this twice yesterday. I did this also with Justin Thoreau in uh, Mulholland Drive. And I was saying, look, 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 that's the guy. That, that's, that's, that's the guy. That's Leslie Nope's boyfriend from like the second season of Parks and Rec. That's the guy from Leftovers that you refuse to watch and claim you've seen. And, uh, but that's a 90-10, I think. It's a very good, it's a very, very good show. And I will not hear a word against season four. I'm tired of hearing about this gas leak problem and how that was not a good season because it's very good. And everybody in the show is extremely gifted. And Ken Jong, who plays Senior Chang... Well, they say uh, senior. They say senior Chang. Did you know that Ken Jong from movies and TV is a physician? I no, I did not know that. I learned this over the weekend, and I, I shrieked like a little girl. And I don't mean that in a disparaging way. I mean I sounded like I was three, and like found a pony, but not in a good way. Because I went, yeah, I can't believe it. In one of the extra features, very funny bit they do for DVD extras called cast evaluations. At the end of each season, they do very funny bits with the cast and Dan Harmon who seems like a pistol. Um, and uh, and, uh, and uh, they mentioned, the, they called him Dr. Ken Jong, and I thought, oh, that's funny. So I went and looked it up. He is, he's not even a fake Dr. Dan. No. He's a, he's a physician. Oh. And the first thing I ever saw him in was naked in the trunk of a car in The Hangover. Yes. Remember that? Yes. He's in the trunk of the car. I absolutely naked. remember that, yes. Oh my God. He's, he's, he is such a gift. Um, that I would definitely put that show up there in the uh, it's not for everybody stuff. But I, I still have not gotten my kid to listen to the very, very, very good episode of Roderick on the Line called All the Great Shows that tells the story of the time that Dan, or that you're Dan, that uh, John was backstage at some kind of an event and was forced sort of against his will to be introduced to Dan Harmon. Dan Harmon, yeah. And it's a hell of a story. That is one of the best episodes of any podcast ever. That and Super Train are my two favorites of Roderick. I do have others. Super but, Train uh, is should be a yearly listen for people. <laughs> I think the way that because um, they both they both really highlight what you and I love so much about John, which is like his just uncanny storytelling abilities. The, the, yesterday, uh, guy, things went tits up yesterday and Descript was just bombing out on me. So I couldn't get Roderick out yesterday, but the episode we recorded yesterday that I will finally release today with an ad from Squarespace uh, and Mac Weldon, thank you, Mac Weldon, um, will uh, feature an amazing story from John. And it's, uh, oh God, it's his, who's his, his dear friend that he betrayed. Um, so you've heard, you've heard about Kevin Horning. He's probably come up before, right? Uh, that sounds familiar. Kevin Horning, yeah. his friend in Alaska. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, the title of this episode, episode 437, The First Betrayal of Kevin. And it's an unbelievable story about, all I'll say is it's an unbelievable story about John and Kevin. And 
he just does that. He does that thing again that he does at least twice a month where like we, we start out, we're talking about how it's early and we're tired and it seems to go somewhere. And the show seems to go somewhere else. And then like an hour and 10 minutes later, John suddenly out of nowhere sort of nails the landing and like pulls a single little gossamer thread and ties the entire episode together. And I'm doing funny bits and callbacks. I'm very good at callbacks. And I think I'm very good at reintroducing elements and language from earlier in the show. Sure. Because of my non-improv training. Right. But then it's John. It's John who like, you know, brings the whole uh, Campbell, uh, Joseph Campbell in the bag, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. All the great shows. Mm-hmm. Mm. Such a good story. That's a great story. Um, a couple more things. Oh, yeah, I was talking to John about music, but we can keep, we'll keep it bright and tight today. Is that cool? Yes, absolutely. You know what I didn't ask? I, I, you know, remind me, put a pin in this. Put a pin in Lulu Miller, 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 but not hard. Don't do it too hard. L- Lulu her. Miller? Lulu Miller. I want to talk about this uh, episode of On the Media, because I think it's, it kind of blew my brain off. Hmm. Um, in a good way. Lulu Lulu blue. Lulu blew my brain off. Mm. Come on, Eileen. So, wait, can I do this? Or am I interrupting you? No, no, I please go. I do that. Okay. Um, so my friend Alex has been telling me for a while that, uh, that uh, they love this book called uh, Why Fish Don't Exist. Mm. And, uh, <laughs> and ironically enough, I'm also a huge fan of a podcast from Inglang. Uh, called There's No Such Thing as a Fish. And those both relate to a, a similar thing, which is that there really there is no such thing as a fish and that um, fish do not exist. And the, the, which me, just means that there's, no, there's not anything taxonomically that really defines a fish against other things. And it ultimately yes. kind of comes down to I know it when I see it. How? Wait, I don't, I don't know if that's accurate, though. Well, it once you and she just explains this to in this interview that I really recommend. But for example, one is some fish have lungs and some fish don't. Some fish have stripes and some fish don't. And that and this is what what this is the point of the book and the reason for that title. Mm-hmm. And the thing that made the top of my brain blow off <laughs> is realizing that when we talk so we talk about science right and there's the the mathematics part of science which is like these observations about you know relationships between numbers and you know ways to describe the universe that feels pretty close to pure science right but like you you get into something like and what is it Linnaeus you get into the uh binomial nomenclature and you go to the next level of so binomial nomenclature is like we're going to identify we're going to give this this name this latin name to the species and that species represents what? Genus, phylum, kingdom. I forget all of them. But you know what I mean? The stuff yeah. from bio class. Sure, sure. And, but so that's, that's cool. Like, what are we? We're homo sapiens. Uh, X, X-Men, mutants. They're homo superiors, right? Um, uh, you, but like there's the name. And, but then you got the name. Okay, that's cool. I know what this quote-unquote fish is called. It's, I know what its little two-word Latin name is, hence binomial. But then the next step is we start categorizing it. Like where, what drawer does this thing fit in? And that's, it's one thing to name something. And then it's another thing that is start deciding what it is and what else is like it and not, which seems like it's not going anywhere until you also talk about the Dewey Decimal System, which is really racist and (laughs) pro-Protestant. 
Is it? And I'd never known this. I didn't I'd know never... this. Uh, tell me, tell and me why. I, I, so I'm like, of course, I'm, I'm on my scooter riding around yesterday doing errands, listening to this and thinking, oh, yeah, well, of course, Dewey. But I'll bet, you know, in college, I was introduced to Library of Congress and I never looked back. But that has its own problems. And this is brought up in this anecdote about, and do you see the relation I'm trying to draw here by stealing this directly from Lulu Miller? I think so. Is that you've got, we have these systems for how we categorize things, but then they had an interview with a librarian who's like, we got these, uh, we were trying to beef up our, you know, black history stuff. And when these books arrived about Barack Obama, they were supposed to be shelved in a different section than books about the other presidents because they were... the people who decided what this book was about thought it should belonged in like civil rights or belonged in, you know, and, but then you get even further into it. Something like over 80% of the categories in the, I think it's in 300s, but I forget is in religion is about Protestantism. When they finally started introducing Dewey Decimal for LGBT uh, topics in the thirties, I want to say, it went under like derangement and perversion, which I guess is a section in Dewey Decimal. And then we go to the next level of this, which is where it gets real weird. If I'd started with this, you would not follow along with me. But that's also then when we get into eugenics. <laughs> and a lot of the people who are in the category business are either also in or very adjacent to the which species are better people. Oh. So not only do we name it, not only do we put it in a, in a sort of um, box or, you know, give it some kind of we, – we, we say what this thing is like and what it is not like. But then they also do a Microsoft-style force ranking. Some, one of these guys does a Microsoft-style force ranking of which ones are the good species. And then it's not too long until the Supreme Court is agreeing that it's okay to um, – to, uh, what's the word? Like uh, you neuter a dog. Uh, what do they call that in, um, with humans? The, oh, castrate? Yeah, but there's a general word for basically deciding that all law, for example, let's say cuckoo's nest, you go like, all of these people are enfeebled, and in order to protect the homo sapiens of the United States, we have to make sure that they can't make more broken people. And I know that sounds like a stretch to say, oh, the Dewey Decimal System is racist and, you know, um, neutering people with developmental disabilities. Hitler, it wasn't Hitler's idea. It was the idea of a guy from Indiana. That's where eugenics comes from. And it spins right out of this. So why am I saying all this? First of all, you guys, um, I know this is old news. And Alex, I'm really sorry I haven't read the book yet. But this is an episode of On the Media, great show, called Organizing Chaos from uh, September 3rd. Um, And it'll be in show notes. And I just found that extremely thought-provoking. But the take-home message for me, after first of all, all that history that I did not know, uh, I consider myself a fairly learned person, but as a fairly learned person and a liberal arts uh, fan, one of the things you've heard me say over and over again is one of the best things about a good liberal arts education is you learn how to learn, which often comes down to a lot of learning how to use the library, mm-hmm. like inside and out, like you really get good at library. And um, But all of that time, I was unintentionally like participating in this or like sort of just cool with this system that is understandably somewhat arbitrary, like most human things, but that the um, underpinning of it is kind of bad news. So, but, you know, like I say, the take home for me was like, it is, I mean, it's one thing to say that like, here's the relationship, here's how we know that Halley's Comet is coming by at this certain time. 
you know, or, you know what I'm saying? Here, yeah. Here's a way to know when this planet will be in alignment with that planet, because that really is, as I understand it anyway, it's in this big box that I don't understand called math and physics, you know, which are obviously heavily related. But but in this, this in some of these softer uh, humanities type things, including organization, holy God, it's so made up. And we shave the edges off of so many in the, of the differences in life because of the naming, labeling, hierarchies, and let's be honest, personal biases and heuristics that we carry around every day mm-hmm. to say, like, I'm pretty sure a fish exists, uh, even though there's, <laughs> there's all these ways in which it kind of doesn't. I found that utterly fascinating. Maybe this would be good reserve listening uh, for next time because I thought it was really terrific. I like that idea. Yeah, I hope I didn't spoil it too much. Uh, it'll be in show notes for the uh, WNYC link and the um, Overcast link. A debate has been raging among the librarians of the world, and it's all about order. The Dewey Decimal System became our way of managing information long ago, but it may be time to reassess. Plus, how one man's obsession with ordering the natural war- world took a very dark turn. Mm. So I'm going to read her book, um, Why Fish Don't Exist. And, and I'll, you know what I'll also do? I'll put into notes. I'm going to write this down. I'm going to put no such thing as a fish into uh, – it's, it's my Friday listen. It's my Friday listen, Dan. Do you have a routine? Like you listen to certain things on yes, you know, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, there's a quiz show called QI, I think most famously hosted by Stephen Fry. And the people who do the research and stuff for that show are called the Q. QI stands for quite interesting. And QI um, has these uh, writers and researchers called the Elves who are, um, I guess, have just always been these like very funny in their own right, clever in their own right, mostly writers. So they eventually made a podcast with the four, four of the researchers for QI, and it's called uh, There's No Such Thing as a Fish. And it's four people, and each week they each bring in four facts, and then they each sort of uh, expound on each other's four facts. And it's really, really good. It's really entertaining. Um, you learn a lot and uh, you start to really love the characters. That's my Friday listen. Dan, do you have a podcast listening schedule? No, but now I feel like I need one after listening to this because it sounds like that sounds really appealing. And it's also weird because given that, I also have a certain rhythm to the shows that I'm responsible for helping put out. Uh-huh. So like Monday, generally, uh, big asterisk, and Mondays I, put, I record and put out Roderick on the line. Monday podcasts, you get uh, My Brother, My Brother and Me, you get um, Upgrade from Relay. Uh, for example, Tuesday, you and I record this show and put it out. What's a, what's a Tuesday show? Tuesday, Wednesday's a bigger day. Tuesday is usually election profit makers. I'm trying, I'm trying to do this straight off the dome, and it's really hard, and I'm going to And is this out. because that's when you like to listen or because that's the no, release No, that's when schedule. the show comes out. Okay. Yeah, that's when the show comes out. ATP is often on Thursdays. We're trying to work with that. That I don't put out Rectus the same day that ATP comes out because nobody should have to listen to that much Syracuse. Oh. Yes, including his flying monkeys. Um, but, you know, Saturday, for example, is like always uh, Slate Money. Uh, I don't listen to every episode of Love It or Leave It, but Love It and Love It. Leave it. And my, my big standout Saturday podcast is The Flophouse, um, which I love. And uh, Blank Check usually has an episode or a Patreon episode comes out on the weekend. They're doing John Carpenter right now, and it's extremely good. They just did Escape from New York, and next week they're doing The Thing. The Thing. I love The Thing. Love you know the, the thing, thing did not do well when it came yeah, out? Yeah, I was just reading an article about that. Their whole run, they start with Dark Star, which I still, I got a copy, but I still haven't watched. Um, 
But uh, Carpenter is such an interesting guy. And the running joke through all of this, which is apparently not a joke, is that, well, it's kind of two jokes, always two jokes with John Carpenter. <laughs> but one is that, you know, he's just, he's so world weary. He's uh-huh. so kind of like, ugh. Fine, I'll, I'll do your, I'll do your music. Give me some money. Give me some money. Give me some money. Understandably, like he wants to get paid. He has not gotten paid. What he should get paid for what he's done. He has had one blockbuster movie, and then a ton of incredibly influential, like I mean, Escape from New York, They Live, The Thing. Come on. Yeah. Um, but his other thing is, he just really likes playing video games. Is that's, that true? That's, that's what he spent. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, and and, and uh, you know, David and uh, Griffin are sort of questioning his taste in video games. They think he should play a different Fallout, not Fallout seventy six. I'll put it in show notes. Blank check podcast. But no such thing as a fish. That's good. I'm gonna read. I'll find her book that Alex has suggested to me, which is why fish don't exist. And I'll try to put that all in the show notes. Now, like I said, Dana, I'm fighting with Descript a little bit. So that's why I'm a little bit uh, over my skis right now, as you say. Yeah, <clears throat> what happened to it? Descript. Well, I mean, what happened to it? I wouldn't bitch about this except that it's, well, first it's beta. I'm on a beta, which does some cool stuff. I'm on a beta on two different boxes. And uh, no, it's just, it's having, it's, it's farting and pooping on something. I know it'll work out, but do you remember getting the sad, we we on Max early enough to get the sad Mac sometimes? Of course. Did you ever get the sad Mac? I've, uh, I've, I've been on Mac since 1980. Four. Okay. So, but when your Mac, the equivalent, I think sort of the equivalent of what we today would think of as a kernel panic. Yeah. And you get this strange but beautiful chord. Yep. It's like, doom, doom. And, and, and then you get this very, very sad Macintosh face. You usually saw the happy Macintosh face with its little sweet enigmatic smile. Yeah, no one wants the sad get, one. No. And their icon for this, I, oh my God, this would be good show notes. I bet I can, I bet I can, uh, I bet I can make it happen. They have a little, kind of like a sad Mac. And I, it, it, I feel very triggered by it, Dan. I'm triggered. It brings those memories back. No one wants that. It's trauma. And that's on my list. That's on my list of things that I, I'm fixing to talk about at some point is trauma. Oh, that would be a good uh, topic, the, how, how people deal with it and yeah, all of that. Okay. Well, then in that case, yeah. let me give you... Ah! Everything is catching on fire. Ah! What I'm going to point you to is the thing that I was pointed to. <laughs> That's funny how. It's just good. Please pass the milk, please. Oh, boy. I've been having, I've had big, I've been listening to a lot of music. And I, I've been doing a lot of the Amber Giants. I've been doing a lot of Elvis Costello. Mm. And then this morning, oh. I, didn't, I didn't get to get to it today, but uh, I, we had Dan, or, uh, you're Dan. John and I had to talk about some business yesterday after we recorded. And we ended up talking for quite a while. And he told me this anecdote about Def Leppard that made me so sad. Because it was almost a topic on here is this idea of like, Dan, you ever think about like, you're Dan, you ever think about like, oh, it's 1998. You've just, you've, you have over your career, and this is not referring to anyone specifically, but let's say you've had like a few really big records. Let's say you've, you know, had some pretty good records. You've got some gold records. Let's say you've maybe even gotten on some soundtracks, right? And like Christmas in 1998, you're probably sitting around going like, well, that's pretty good. It's like if I manage my money well. I will get residuals and royalties from these songs until I've died, right? And then 1999, like in one year, the tide turns. 1999 was the most profitable year for the music industry ever through a combination of us not minding rising prices and the utter ascendance and like the, the fact that the CDs owned everything, right? 1999, right? 
And then from then, go find, go find a graph of this, the line down, 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 down. I mean, I bet Def Leppard's prospects about the future in 1998 felt pretty different from today. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So him and, him and Mike Squires went to see, I, th I don't think I'm talking out of school here. Squires knows, um, I think, somebody who manages Kiss, but they went to see Kiss. They got in to see Kiss, and Def Leppard was opening. And of course, the, those two are both giant high and dry fans, as, as am I. They've actually, there's a really good YouTube video of Mike and Roderick playing Bring It On The Heartbreak. Um, not the crappy one with the synthesizers, the original. Mutt Lang, look it up. <laughs> and they, Jeff Lepper comes out to open for Kiss, and they open with a medley. Really? Of like the songs we liked. A so medley? They come out and play, yeah, yeah. Is, no, was it good like, or like, bad? Because that sounds well, terrible. But, Sounds terrible. Yeah. Like imagine like the kind of thing you'd see at like in like Plant City, Florida at the Strawberry Festival <laughs> when Night Ranger comes to town. Right. And you're like, or like the box tops, give me a ticket for an airplane out of here. Um, they came out and they did all the songs <laughs> from the era of the songs, folks like uh, John and me and Squires and presumably you like, they did like a little, like, let's get this out of the way medley of like bring on the heartbreak photograph. Um, uh, you know, got my whiskey, got my wine, all of those. Yeah. And then they just went into all shit from like, oh, sorry, um, stuff from like pour some sugar on me type of stuff for their 40 minute set or whatever. Mm. And there's a part of me that thinks like, man, if 1999 ha hadn't happened, I wonder, you know, what does Def Leppard make off of Spotify? Your whole, your whole, like the, your whole understanding, your paradigmatic understanding of not just an industry, but arguably your entire life and future can be upended in such a short period of time. It's not just terrorist attacks. It's like, <laughs> there could also just be these business. People just don't make money off of their songs anymore. Right. And I'm listening to them in Spotify like a sucker, but not the podcast. No, That's, uh, not the podcast. That, that, that is a, that is a bridge too far across this line. You do not. Isn't that weird? Though? Um, Isn't that interesting? Like uh, when someone's like, Oh, do you like Spotify? Yeah. It's the only thing I use for music. Oh, oh, it's, it's amazing. Oh, do you listen to podcasts? No, no. With the exception of possibly Apple, uh, and, and obviously in different ways, there's, there are very few companies with an, with offerings that on the one hand, I love, I treasure, I, I do find myself thinking something. I mean, obviously with Apple stuff, like what else would I use? But with Spotify, I'm like, oh, believe me, dude, I, sometimes I just want to scream in the air and like, like I don't care and just have Siri play, like, like I'm in the shower and I, I want to hear turn it on You're again. You're afraid to wash your hair. You might open your eyes and like see someone standing yeah. there. Could be standing there. Or I want to hear, let's say, uh, Misunderstanding by Genesis, both from the wonderful album Duke. And I yell that into the air and that's going to be Apple Music. So I have Apple Music. I use Apple Music. I pay for that top line, the most costly iCloud family plan I pay for, for our family. And I do think we get a lot of benefit out of it. Um, but Apple Music is is garbage and becomes more garbage uh, every few weeks. It feels like still mad about my iTunes match stuff disappearing. I love Spotify so much, but I'm so, <laughs> I'm so angry about what they do with podcasts. Not just from the standpoint of my business life. Like, is that going to be my 1999 in Napster? Right. I don't think so because no. I don't think they're doing very well with it. And I think if we're being honest. Folks like things like the antics with Joe Rogan probably are not helping. Mm -mm. Um, but I think they have, we talked about this on Do by Friday last week, but I think they may have gravely miscalculated on the bet 
that music and podcasts are both audio, and and therefore with some pretty seemingly trivial changes, they should be able to push that all into the same channel. And it's like, oh man, you're right on the one thing, but that's kind of like saying like we're gonna is, is it a thing you can see with your eyes? In this case, is it a thing you can hear with your ears? The way that people get into and love podcasts is so different from the way people get into and love music. Oh, absolutely. Unless you are at like the most, like Johnny come lately and God bless them folks who've come to podcasts more recently. Um, I don't know if you're watching that show on Hulu called only murders in the, in the building. No, I, I that looks really delightful. funny. That's the Steve. I Martin. thought it was going to be stupid, but yeah, yeah. Steve Martin and Martin Short and Selena Gomez. And uh, it's not a spoiler to say that these are three people who live in the same apartment building and are all obsessed with this one obviously serious down to like the quarter note tink 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 this is the same like serial style murder podcast but like people who came into it like you know who are the kind of people who want to listen to murder podcasts or watch murder shows on netflix like it would be easy and stupid for me to overstate this as a longtime fan of podcasts but i think the what makes people love podcasts is very different from what makes people love music like when i go into spotify uh, as I think I stipulated before, if you want to know my musical taste, go to the fans also like area for Matthew Sweet. Every single band in the fans also like area of Matthew Sweet is a band I already love. Obviously stuff like Teenage Fan Club and Big Star and all that nonsense, right? In that case, I could go there. I could. I feel like I could go to the page for the Melvins. I could go to the page for the Swirlies. I could go to the page probably for Low. There's like a ton of bands, uh, R.E.M. to some extent. I could go to that page and see fans also like, and I bet there would be stuff there that I instantly realized that I liked. Now, Marco did a similar thing on Overcast that has, unfortunately, through no fault of Marco's, become somewhat useless as it's gotten more popular, yeah, but it used to be that you could go in and see, like, people who subscribe to this podcast also subscribe to, to that podcast. And it was not at all shocking to find out that people who listen to the talk show also listen to um, stuff on Relay, or people right. who like... Um, people who like this turns out podcast, like that turns out podcast. That works okay. But Dan, hmm. when's the last time you said, like, I'm in the market for a new podcast about a topic? Like, I need, I want to go find like a, like a, I, I don't think that's how people do it. Right. I don't think so either. Like, I I, like, I I I've never, I, I said, I said to Alex, like, so I listen to two podcasts that are nominally podcasts about, movie stuff. Okay. So I love Blank Check with Griffin and David. And of course, like my longtime fave, I love the Flophouse. And the Flophouse, as they say at the top of the show, eventually, it's a a show where we watch a bad movie and talk about it. Now, in the time after the Flophouse came out, a bunch of people I super love made a podcast. I think it's called How Did This Get Made? And it's people like Paul Scheer and Jason Manzukas. I love Jason Manzukas more than almost anything. Dan, I have never listened to a single episode of how this got made. I can, mm. I got a pretty good feeling it's not my kind of thing, right? I got a feeling it's going to be one of those, like, we're comedians podcasts. Now, here's the problem. In this entire world, if I took the data point of Merlin really likes the Flophouse, let's even say Merlin learned about the Flophouse from Jason Snell and John Syracuse. Mm. What else should I recommend to Merlin? Where, what do you recommend? Do you recommend that Paul Shear podcast that I have no intention of ever listening to? Well, could there be any podcast in the world that's more similar than that one? But it's not the voice that I want. Uh-huh. Just because it's the topic, topic that I want and has 
like we all get to a point where like we do or don't like a certain voice or series of voices or we do or don't like the relationship mm-hmm. of a thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't know. I think what Spotify's grave error to me was thinking, first of all, you take something like Joe Rogan, who like him or not, is a very had a very successful show. And then you put him behind a paywall. Yeah, that's not, that's the antithesis yeah. of everything about what, everything why that, that show made exists. That and every other podcast it's a podcast somebody could love. Right? It just shows and the it shows the ignorance and the total misunderstanding about the about yeah. the, the audience, but not just. I mean, saying the audience, mm-hmm. it's not just that. It's it's not just the audience. It's podcasting podcasters and podcast listeners even bigger. Not just the Joe Rogan audience. But it's it's saying, mm-hmm. well, I mean, it's very obvious why Spotify did what they did. I mean, they, they, they did what they did because they would actually, they would like to pay musicians even less if they could. And if they, and they can't and then create their own shows for really very modest budgets in most cases. Right. A lot of them are acquisitions, but if they can do that, it's going to be less costly, right? Isn't that part of the goal? I, I believe so. And I've also thought all along, I mean, uh, we've been talking about this and I've been saying this even back on the old um, podcast method show a million years ago, was, you know, this is a way for Spotify to get content that lots of people want for nothing. How much do we have to give Spotify to have back to work on there? N- nothing. And what do they have to give us to have it on there? Nothing. I mean, it's... They can show us the seven people listen to it the, last r- month. Yes. The, the, like, the, like, like a tenth or a hundredth of our usual audience is listening on Spotify. Yes. It's not that we don't have an audience. It's just that whatever your audience is in the wild... I would be super surprised if, well, I'll be honest, I, I would be really surprised to hear people getting even 50% of their otherwise free in the wild audience on Spotify. I yeah. would be amazed. Absolutely. Um, so, but I should do like the music stuff and I like yelling in the air, but um, boy, we actually covered a lot of ground today, Dan. Let me, yeah. you know what? I'm going to hit, I'm going to save. Let me send you another picture. You know, one of these times it's probably going to be my balls or something, mm. but I just sent you another picture of me and you. It looks good. That would be good show art, but if I can get the descripts, let's see if I can get the descripts ad face. Now I can't do it. Damn, my demos are so bad. Demographics? It's, it's a running mean? joke in the house how bad my demos are. Let's see if I can do it. I'm trying to, ah, there it is. Oh, it's a sad folder. Here, let me just send you the whole thing. You can see this. Um, good. In a lift riding home. My poor wife is in a lift. I'm sending this. I'm clicking to here. It's not important, but I just thought you should see the sad face. I'm going to see if it triggers you. Dan, where are you? Oh, there you are. You're here. You give it. Hey, how you doing? You good? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to send you a picture in a sec. Give it. Uh, um, I screenshotted that. I'm clicking. Let's see if I can make this go. Oh, look how cute this is. Now, oh, come on, man. Uh, I, you see, I'm in, I'm in sidecar. And sidecar is confused. There it is. All right. Um. It's like a, it's kind of like two folders make a two tabbed folders making oh, a dirt face. Oh yes, I see that, and I, I feel like I have seen that before. Yeah, it's cute. It's cute. Oh, that is very cute. I like things well, like that. Really, you know, we don't even need show art. Just don't don't kill the golfers. All right. What should we do next week? Next week is uh, what's that? The uh, September fourteenth. Yeah. What about it? Is that something? I don't know. I just feel like I haven't been preparing very well lately. Maybe I'm out of things to say. I, I like visiting with you though. I don't think you could be out hmm. of things to say. That doesn't sound yeah, like you. you. You you wish, right? That doesn't really sound like you. Family would love that. 
What You're day? still here? <laughs> You're still here? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm basically a donkey with a checkbook. La, la, la. Let's button this up. All right. Okay, I love you. Love you too, Merlin, man. Yeah.